Frequency Matters, the RF Microwave Update Series. I'm Pat Handel, and I'm here with my guest co-host, Yasmeen King, General Manager of the Aerospace and Defense Group at Analog Devices. Welcome, Yasmeen. Thank you, Pat. I'm really excited to be here. This is a perfect episode for you to co-host, as we'll be covering our December issue, which is themed for government and military electronics. The cover feature is very interesting, written by Eric Heim of Strategy Analytics. He takes a look at the U.S. defense market and its impact on semiconductor technologies. He reviews the forecasts for silicon, gallium arsenide, and gallium nitride devices and estimates that the content will be $6.5 billion by 2030. And there's two key takeaways I saw here. One was semiconductor revenue will increase faster than the overall market because there's more electronics content each year into the systems. And number two, gallium nitride will be the fastest growing semiconductor technology. And he forecasts it to be 1.5 of the 6.5 billion by 2030. So that's a significant growth rate for gallium nitride. But of course, silicon is the main uh, semiconductor technology because it's used all throughout the system, not just the RF area. So Yasmin, are you seeing this in the same trends for you in the A&D market? And how are you seeing gallium nitride being used? These are really interesting topics, and we're definitely seeing an increase in demand here. Really at the core, what we're seeing is, is increased demand for multi-mission uh, systems, such as combining radar, communications, EW, into one single platform. And what ends up happening is that these multi-mission demand, it results in a need for systems to operate over a very wide frequency spectrum and with increased bandwidth requirements. So for supply chain simplicity and to enable quick technology insertions, there's also this push to use one signal chain for all of the frequency bands. Historically, the challenge with this approach was that performance degraded with a wideband solution versus a narrow band. But we've been witnessing such great advances in GAN technology that is allowed for superior performance in power, in efficiency, while also increasing frequency and gain. So demand for GAN power amplifiers for GAN front end modules, that's only going to continue to grow, especially for high power radar, EW and communications applications. So we also had some other articles that were very interesting in this issue. Uh, we had one on RF switches for extreme environments written by Menlo Micro. They do the MEM switches, so they're looking at extreme temperature and vibration and reliability of their devices. We also had a couple design articles, one on a 2 to 6 gigahertz Butler matrix based on slot coupled technology, and the other was design of a 32 to 40 gigahertz gas pin limiter and low noise amplifier mimic. And then lastly, there was a really interesting article for me was on 5G technologies and how they're being incorporated into aerospace and defense applications, and that was written by Keysight Technologies. So are you finding that in the programs you're working on? Is a 5G technology being used to assist A&D technologies? Absolutely. We hear 5G all over these days. And, you know, at Analog Devices, we've been involved in the 5G conversation for many years, first from our communications division, but now also in the aerospace and defense group. And what really instigated this, this generational change, more than standard communication, was an enablement of new systems, things like Internet of Things and satellite communications. Having this, this multi-system market really drove the need for a set of 5G standards that are pivotal in multi-domain operations. And that's where the interest really lies, having, having an interoperable 5G infrastructure that works across command and control, logistics, training, ISR, and, and many more. It's a very attractive characteristic for the Department of Defense and becoming a center of conversation. 
And so turning to news for the A&D market, I also saw that Mercury Systems has acquired Atlanta Micro, and they're looking to leverage their advanced mimics for high-speed data acquisition applications. Um, Mer Mercury also acquired Pentec recently, so they've been quite active on the acquisition front. And also saw that Raytheon Missiles and Defense was selected by the Missile Defense Agency as one of the companies that will develop and test the first interceptor designed for hypersonic threats. And the weapon is called the Glide Phase Interceptor, representing the phase of the interception time. And it was designed to defeat the hypersonic missile threats that we see growing. And it was just reported by the U.S. that China successfully tested a hypersonic missile. So it is a growing concern, and I think a lot of money is going into that area. But these are very extreme conditions that it would operate under. In the missile, it's you know going so fast, the heating and vibration must be very extreme. And then to detect something that's going this fast requires ultra fast computing and ultra sensitivity. So Yasmin, are you seeing that on your uh, programs that you're working on, some of the hypersonic missile threats being invested in? Yes, and unfortunately the, the testing that you, you mentioned and referenced, uh, it's, it's a very serious threat. We're struggling in how we detect these missiles. You talked about their speed. Uh, they're very maneuverable. Tracking them is challenging. They travel at such fast speeds that even if we do find them and track them, now we have limited time to react and neutralize. So the threat from hypersonic missiles is driving significant work, especially on sensor technologies and networks that are required to detect and counter an attack. So the problem is very complex, um, more than we can go into here, but really at the base of it, we're going to need radar technology as a key element of the sensor suite required to combat this. So for us, Specifically, we're looking at higher power ground-based radar with better resolution, and that drives this technology improvement in GAN power amplifiers, high-speed digitization. We have to push performance into higher frequencies. And I think this area, this hypersonic missiles, are really an example of a use case where artificial intelligence is critical. We're going to have to make accelerated decisions, and so artificial intelligence will really start to play an impact here. So moving to events, uh, European Microwave Week was delayed until February 13th through 18th, and that will take place in London. Microwave Journal will be running the industry sessions for the Defense, Space, and Security Forum, which is on Wednesday that week. We will be exploring space sensing technologies. We have presentations from Rodian Schwartz, Corvo, and Analog Devices. So what will Analog Devices be presenting there? We are going to have a great talk. Uh, Mike Jones, our system platform manager, and Brad Hall, our systems applications manager, they're going to be presenting technology advancements enabling next generation SATCOM and space-based radar. So just to give you a little bit of a short teaser, some of the topics that they'll be addressing include challenges in space sensing, analog beamforming technology, frequency conversion, digitization and DSP, radiation tolerance of digitizers. So many different topics. Come check it out. It's going to be a very dynamic session, and we look forward to seeing you there. Great. Well, that wraps up this episode. Uh, thanks a lot, Yasmin, for co-hosting today. We appreciate your expert insights. Our sponsor today is RFMW, a premier pure play technical distributor of RF and microwave devices. They provide excellent support and applications assistance. Remember that anyone can subscribe to Microwave Journal. It's free. You can do that on our website. We thank everybody for watching today and join us next time on Frequency Matters. Thank you, Pat. It was great to be here.